Good morning and welcome on this absolutely beautiful May day. I invite you at this time to please stand as you're able and sing hymn 525.
service of Holy Eucharist Rite 2 continues in our seasonal booklet or beginning on page 355 in the red prayer books. Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. O Almighty God, whom truly to know is everlasting life, grant us so perfectly to know thy Son, Jesus Christ, to be the way, the truth, and the life, that we may steadfastly follow his steps in the way that leads to eternal life. This same your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. The first reading is from the Acts of the Apostles. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Stephen gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they covered their ears and with a loud shout all rushed together against him. Then they dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning Stephen, he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he died. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In you, O Lord, have I taken refuge. Let me 
second reading is from the first epistle of Peter. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourself be built into a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture, See, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious. And whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. To you then who believe, he is precious. For those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner. And a stone that makes them stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our gospel hymn this morning is Hymn One. We'll sing the first two verses prior to the reading of the gospel, the third verse after. So I invite everyone to please stand as you're able to join in singing Hymn One. gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus told his disciples, 
Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. If my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father. From now on, you do not know him. You do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, but if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. of hope and joy. Our Easter candle here continues to tell us that. But I find myself thinking that this is the time of year when the USA officially memorializes the Holocaust, the murder of six million Jews by the Nazis. This national commemoration established by the US Congress is organized by the US Holocaust Museum in Washington, DC. This year, 
the museum issued this statement. As we lead the nation in remembering the six million Jews who were murdered, honoring the survivors, paying tribute to the rescuers, and celebrating the liberators, we are reminded of the power of history to inspire people everywhere to confront anti-Semitism. I find myself thinking this morning about a report that CNN offered recently. The USA, CNN told us, seems awash in anti-Semitism, discrimination, vitriol, and attacks against our Jewish neighbors. And it isn't the usual suspects, like white supremacists and avowed hate mongers. Now it's battling forth from superstar musicians and athletes, as well as from politicians, and it appears to be trickling down. I find myself thinking about a statement that the director of the FBI made recently. Anti-Semitism in the USA is a pervasive and present fact. I find myself thinking that statistics tell us that nearly 90% of Jews in the USA and the same percentage of our total population believe anti-Semitism is a serious problem. The facts confirm how right it is that each year we memorialize the Holocaust. The facts confirm how right on the CNN report is and how right on the FBI director's statement is. The facts confirm anti-Semitism is more than a serious problem. For us Christians, anti-Semitism is blasphemy that cries out to heaven. Some facts, some facts. Banners seen over highways in California with anti-Semitic slogans condemning Jews and people passing by making Heil Hitler gestures with their outstretched arms. Threats made to synagogues throughout New Jersey. In Massachusetts, a Jewish family woke up one morning to SWAT stickers on their front lawn. Anti-Semitic vitriol graffiti on stadium walls in Atlanta. In Illinois, a Jewish cemetery vandalized with swastikas and offensive graffiti on more than 40 headstones. At a school in Colorado, 
a Jewish girl is nicknamed Holocaust bitch, and students tell a Jewish boy that they would finish what Hitler started. In Nevada, there is the Jewish boy who came home from school one day with a SWAT sticker carved into his back. And who could forget the shooting at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, where 11 of our Jewish neighbors were killed. Steven Spielberg, the popular movie director, had this to say recently, not since the 1930s have I witnessed anti-Semitism no longer lurking but standing proud with hands on hips like Hitler and Mussolini, kind of daring us to defy it. I have never experienced this in my lifetime. New England Patriots owner Robert Taft has begun a $25 million Stand Up to Jewish Hate campaign to raise awareness about the soaring incidents of anti-Semitism. The Anti-Defamation League tells us that the number of anti-Jewish assaults, harassments, and attacks last year reached 3,697. Closer to home, the Anti-Defamation League recorded a 32% increase of anti-Semitic assaults, harassment, and vandalism in New England. Behind the statistics and numbers are people, our neighbors, who continue to experience harm, fear, intimidation, and pain. And so, even in this beautiful Easter season, I find myself thinking about a visit I made a rather long time ago to Dachau, the site of a Nazi concentration camp some 30 miles outside of Munich, Germany, an enclave of suffering and death for thousands of Jews. I have heard that camps like the one at Dachau have been cleaned up, cosmetically speaking. They have made to look like parks, as it were, like parks. My visit to the camp at Dachau was years before any makeover. There were the stark barracks. I ran my fingers over the messages scratched in the cement walls, some in Hebrew. Terrified, terrifying messages. I walked into the gas chambers where countless wives and husbands, mothers and fathers, sweethearts, teenagers, and little ones herded and huddled together, stripped naked, died a horrible death. There were the ovens where the bodies of the dead and the not quite dead were cremated. 
I saw the large hooks on beams above the ovens where bodies were hung like so much meat. I knelt at the mass graves and there were rough inscriptions of how many unidentified victims were buried under those large mounds of earth. I thought then, and I have continued to think about the wisdom, the talent and genius, the art and the skill, the love and the laughter that were lost to the human family at camps like this. There are too many, too many here in the USA who do not relate in any way to this horror. There are even those who deny it ever happened. They all ought to visit a place like Dachau. My visit to Dachau hit me hard, maybe harder than any visit anywhere else ever has. I was a young student then, and the experience has stayed with me and then some. Prejudice is wrong, intrinsically and always wrong. This was prejudice in the extreme, hate at its worst. Sadly, tragically, unbelievably, anti-Semitism is not at all a thing of the past. Prejudice is wrong for any of us and all of us, and especially for us who claim the title Christian. Prejudice against the Jews is the most senseless, senseless and shameful of all. Christians follow the Hebrew Lord. We follow our Hebrew Lord. Jesus the Christ was, is a Jew. Jesus looked like a Jew. Jesus acted like a Jew. Jesus was at home with things Jewish. In Jesus' conversation with the Samaritan woman at the well, John puts these loaded words on Jesus' lips. Salvation is from the Jews. It is Jesus the Jew who said to his disciples, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. It is Jesus the Jew who we believe was raised from death and sits at the right hand of the Father. In the Holy Eucharist, it is Jesus the Jew in whose self-offering we share. And in the bread and wine, it is through Jewish flesh and Jewish blood that we are spiritually nourished. We believe the very Spirit of God comes to us and fills the earth through the total and unconditional love of Jesus the Jew. In Jesus, our Jewish brother, we believe the family of all humankind is centered. And Mary, whom we honor as blessed among women, is the Jewish mother par excellence. Peter and Paul 
Andrew, James, John, and the rest of the Jews who follow Jesus the Jew are the Jewish foundation which, on which the church is founded. How could anyone not see that anti-Semitism contradicts the Christian name and is a contradiction of the Christian faith? All prejudice is wrong, intrinsically, and always wrong. And especially for anyone who claims to be a Christian, prejudice against Jews is not only wrong, it is blasphemy. Blasphemy. Sadly, tragically, unbelievably, the poison of anti-Semitism continues to flow in our human system. We Christians have to confess that the church itself over the centuries infected our system with this poison in what it taught, in what it preached, in how it prayed, and in too much of what it did. The Bible came to be terribly misunderstood, and this misunderstanding led to terrible things taught against the Jewish people. So-called fathers of the church in the early centuries wrote things and preached things against the Jews and urged violence against the Jews that are beyond the imaginable. In later centuries, what church leaders ordered and organized against the Jews were beyond inhuman. Thanks be to God, thanks be to God that the church, for the most part, has repented that past. We've come to see and teach that in Jesus, our Hebrew Lord, the Jews are always more than associates, more than friends. They are uniquely our sisters and brothers. In the power of the Spirit who dwells in us and among us, the same Spirit who dwelled in Jesus the Jew, we are made partners with God and with the Jews to renew the face of the earth. In a speech some years ago, Archbishop Desmond Tutu summed it all up beautifully. Quote, we who follow our Hebrew Lord are proud to acknowledge the riches of our Jewish heritage. We are proud to acknowledge that we too are the descendants of Abraham. Your history is our history. Now here at St. Peter's, we rejoice in our relationship with our Jewish sisters and brothers of Temple Bethel here in Narragansett. And most gratefully, we treasure our very personal brotherhood with Rabbi Ethan Adler. In the face of the god-awful anti-Semitic facts, the numbers, and the statistics, we, the followers of our Hebrew Lord, are called to speak out against this poison. We are called to speak up kindly but clearly anytime and every time we hear an anti-Semitic remark or a so-called Jewish joke. We are called to stand with 
and speak for and vote for and cheer for those who remember the past, who repent the past and look to a future when this most blasphemous of all hate is finally flushed from our system. We are called to do whatever we can to spread the antidote of this most terrible of poisons. We are called to lock arms and join hearts with our Jewish sisters and brothers in their hopes and dreams for a tomorrow when anti-Semitism will be only a terrible, terrible statistical memory. Let me close our reflection with words from the song we find placed on the lips of Mary, the Jewish mother par excellence in the Gospel of Luke. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. The promise he made to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Amen. Please stand as you are able and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through whom all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For us sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the bread and the life of the world to come. Amen. In peace, we pray to you, Lord God, for all people in their daily life and work, for our families, friends, and neighbors, and for those who are alone. For this community, the nation, and the world. For all who work for justice, freedom, and peace. For the just and proper use of your creation. For the victims of hunger, fear, injustice, and oppression. For all who are in danger, sorrow, or any kind of trouble. For those who minister to the sick, the friendless, and the needy. 
for the peace and unity of the Church of God. For all who proclaim the gospel and all who seek the truth. For Michael, our presiding bishop, Nicholas, our bishop, and for all bishops and other ministers. For all who serve God in his church. For the special needs and concerns of this congregation. In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for Carmen, Connor, and Colin Boyce, Michael Borek and Lisa Corvise Borek, and Brad and Julia Voss. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for the Church of the Good Shepherd, Pawtucket. Hear us, Lord. For your mercy is great. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings of this life. We will exalt you, O God, our King. And praise your name forever and ever. We pray for all who have died, that they may have a place in your eternal kingdom. Lord, let your loving kindness be upon them. Who put, who put their, their trust, trust in you. O oh Lord, our God, accept the fervent prayers of your people. In the multitude of your mercies, look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, O lover of souls. And to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name, amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Please be seated. Good morning, everybody. My name is Ron Cowie. Instead of hiding behind the organ, I figured I'd give this a day in court and see what happens. Okay, here are the announcements. Thank you to all who helped with Taco Wednesday this last week. I had a ball, everyone. It, it was really amazing to see about 40 people sitting around just having fun and having great conversations. And the, the big question that has been asked is when's the next one? And I said every third Wednesday, but next in June, I'm not going to be here, and I hate to miss out on fun, so maybe the second Wednesday, you know, in any case, to be announced. Um, so that was really great, and, and it's kind of doing exactly what we wanted to do. This 
Friday, or May 12th, we're gonna have a shared service with Congregation Beth David. 5.30 light supper and conversation, and the topic is gonna to be respect and humility. Uh, then there's the 7 p.m. Shabbat service, followed by light refreshments. And please join us for this wonderful evening in which we share a meal, conversation, and worship together. The friendship between Congregation Beth David and St. Peter's by the Sea is one we really do treasure. It's, it's very valuable. Um, and if you had walked through the front, you saw the Boy Scouts there, and that is part of the blood drive on May 15th from 3 to 7 p.m. at St. Peter's by the Sea. The sponsor code is 5123. And in, in partnership with Congregation Beth David, St. Peter's by the Sea is hosting a blood drive coordinated by Ian Mitchell back there for his BSA Eagle project. Please, it says please click here, but no clicking. Uh, so that's really important. Um, and also summer parking passes, it's that time of year. If you're looking forward to summer as much as we are, of course the warm sunshine will also bring a lot more people to Narragansett, making it a challenge to find parking spaces on Sunday mornings. Be sure to take a parking pass from the back of the church and use it when you park near the church on Sunday mornings. Note that the police will only accept this pass as permission to park on Sunday morning or during pre-approved church events. And finally, um, the new sign-up system that we have in the back, those are QR codes. And there are service opportunities, and I want to kind of get a little serious here with you about the service opportunities and what that, okay, so here's what you do quick. You open up your phone, turn on your camera, and you point it at it, and you're going to see a link underneath the camera, or the picture of the QR code, which is that square of nonsense. And what that does, you click that link and it goes to a sign-up thing. It's that simple. I did it next to Bob and he was like, wow, even you can do it. And I was like, yes, even I can do it. Um, here's what happens when we, we, we don't have kind of a deeper bench of people uh, reading and being LEMs or whatever. It's like, I get a call on Monday from Father Craig. And it's his day off. And I say, hey, Father Craig, what's going on? And he says, I'm in the basement of my house lying on the floor because no one is signing up. And I start to cry. He said, no, don't you cry. I'm crying. And then we start crying together. <laughs> and the only thing that, I, that stops me from crying is I got to go to Belmont and get a Pestridge Farm cake. I take it over to his house. We eat a cake together. And because the church is sinking and no one's going to serve. And it's like I gain a pound, he gains a pound. And, you know, I'm all cried out. My eyes hurt. Eden comes. I come back. My wife is like, what happened? Did he hit you? He's like, no, he didn't hit me. He gets tired. And... <laughs> It's just because people don't see how much fun and how connected it is to be a part of the church service, you know. Um, being an LEM is fairly simple. Being a reader is fairly simple. Uh, but it is such an, an enriching part of a spiritual practice that you, I won't say you'd be a fool to pass it up, but it, it really, it's something so simple and it reaps such dividends that um, you, you shouldn't miss the opportunity. So... With all that being said, the QR codes are in the back. Sign up it has never been easier. I think they're in the pews too. They are. So when you're reading up about like why Prince William left immediately after the coronation yesterday on this Harry William, I don't know. I, you know, <laughs> that guy. You know, you can also sign up, and so it it really helps us all out. It's a lot of fun. It keeps me fighting trim keeps him out of the basement, life is good. All right, thank you very much.
and just one more note before we go into the offertory. Uh, a big thank you to Susan Dvorak for stepping in this week to do our flowers. Our usual person, Bev Clark, uh, has been quite occupied with Lou's, her husband Lou's illness, and we are looking for anyone who knows how to arrange flowers. Was it, was it really hard? I've been fired. No, you haven't been fired. <laughs> uh, but what we're trying to do is find out who knows how to arrange flowers and be willing to take a week to the summer because Susan's busy with the community market and a hundred other things as well as going to be a flower arranger. But um, if you're able to do that, please let me know. Let me know a week that you might be available and Bev or I will coach you through how to get the flowers, et cetera, from there. So that's one more uh, request for help week to week. As my grandmother used to say, many hands make light work. She also said you get more flies with honey than vinegar, but I never understood what she was talking about with that one. So on that note, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
the Lord be with you, and also with you. Lift up your hearts, we lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. But chiefly are we bound to praise you, for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. For he is the true Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us, and has taken away the sin of the world. By his death he has destroyed death, and by his rising to life again, he has won for us everlasting life. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn, to proclaim the glory of your name. And gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself. And when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all, he stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he'd given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this 
for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, the honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. The God of peace who brought you again from the dead, our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Please join as you are able. Is it 455, Tony? 457. And sing for him 457 found in the blue hymnal. Please stand as you are able. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia.